But in the meantime, we're going to get back into the swing of things with the one and only North Melbourne Premiership player, Anthony Rock. Rocky, good afternoon. Groobs, how are you, mate? Sorry, the... I haven't been able to uh, be, on, be on radio over the last few weeks, but uh, thanks, mate. Work's taken uh, priority at the moment. No, not a problem at all. Um, we're glad for the time that you, you can give us, and uh, we're glad to have you here with us on this Thursday afternoon. It's been a big news week uh, in footy, Rocky. Uh, we saw, firstly, Alistair Clarkson um, taking a little little break from the North Melbourne coaching role, and then... Damien Hardwick, a week later, taking a full break. He's done. Uh, he's resigned immediate, uh, effective immediately. What did you make of the news? Well, clearly, I suppose the Hawthorne uh, racism, uh, I suppose, saga has taken far too long to come to a resolution. But there is some cultural sensitivity around, um, I suppose, the need for this to be cleared and, and obviously you know, uh, create a pathway forward uh, to make, you know, the workplace safe for, for everyone and be inclusive. So ultimately we don't know what's happened because, you know, the public is just reading, uh, I suppose, what Alistair Clarkson's reading. He's not uh, been consulted in this process. So therefore, over the eight-month period, taking a new role, um, you know, it's taken a toll clearly. Um, but there are a lot of factors that, yeah, that are in play here. There's, you know, legal teams and advice. Um, there's also, you know, how your team's actually performing because, you know, clearly Clarko was the coach of Hawthorne Football Club. You know, Chris Fagan was involved. And then you've got two, I suppose, two teams on opposite you know, spectrums. You've got Brisbane Lions sitting in the top, you know, two or three in the league and you've got North Melbourne sitting in the bottom. So losing's not that easy. And, and Damien Hardwick articulated that this week, that the losses become harder when you've been so used to a winning culture and winning premierships and, and obviously the rebuild becomes a, a really hard thing to, to manage uh, as, a, as a senior coach. Are AFL coaches supported well enough? Um, look, it's a, I haven't been in the position so I can't you know really speak from a personal front but I've been involved with you know some good leaders and I spent a lot of time with Ross Lyon and and seeing what he's gone through over a period of time, particularly in the latter half of, uh, you know, I suppose the last sort of three or four years at uh, at Fremantle, uh, particularly being a two-team town, it's, there's a lot of focus. There's a lot of focus on Adam Simpson at the moment. You know, they've been to the, I suppose, to the top of the tree or nearly to the top of the tree. And, you know, it's a lonely place because uh, everyone wants to pat you on the back while you're winning and... Uh, they don't. They want to take a wide berth when you when you're losing. So it can be a it can be a lonely place. Yeah, it certainly can. Uh, what sort of legacy does does Damien Hardwick leave on the Richmond Footy Club? Oh, it has to be the greatest coach Richmond's ever had. You know, clearly, there's some you know some outstanding. You know, Tom Hafey and you know Tony Jewell. There's been some terrific coaches within that uh, that football club, but. You know, winning three premierships, there's no doubt that he would have to go down as one of the greatest, coaching 307 games. Um, that was back in, I think, 2000, uh, at the end of 2009, he was appointed. And, you know, clearly didn't get a few things right early in, in, the, uh, in the piece, but the, the board and the staff and particularly Brendan Gale supported, you know, his journey and, and, and believed in him and, and it paid dividends. So he, he's got to go down as one of the greatest coaches Richmond's ever produced. 
What are your thoughts on on how your old club uh, are doing? Um, obviously, Alistair Clarkson's made his way out at the moment, and uh, he's taking as much time as he needs. But well, it was a bit of a response from from the Roos last week against the Sydney Swans. They did they did so well for so long, and then it was just the the end. Um, a mistake made on the boundary line. Uh, one too many interchanges, and uh, Sydney had a, a set shot right in front of goal. So, what are your thoughts on on the ruse at the moment? Uh, look, they're you know they're in a they're in a total rebuild. They're in a whole restructure, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought their effort was fantastic. I think Sydney uh, are just going at the moment. Uh, I, I think it's probably would have been a, a team that you'd want to you know play, particularly at Marvel Stadium. So look, it was, a, it was a great, a great effort by uh, North Melbourne. Woodlaw was, you know, terrific. I thought his spirit, his hardness at the contest was, was, uh, you know, really pleasing to watch. And then you've got Cheezel who's come in and and done some really good things this year. So they've got a they've got a bright future. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's not an easy fix, uh, and it won't be for a period of time yet. Uh, but you know, that was heartening. As for the mistake that happened on the the, the interchange, you know what? Everyone's involved. You know, there were goals missed, there was tackles missed, there was whatever. You can't put it down to, you know, the people on the bench. It can be a very chaotic, uh, I suppose, uh, position on the ground, particularly with the ground staff there, and, and things happen, and, and no one can be blamed, can be blamed for that. But mm. they, they've come out, Todd Viney came out and you know, expressed his disappointment, and, and they've looked at it, they've reviewed it, and it's just systems and processes that they've got to get better. All right, so Sydney, they did come away with a win and they face Carlton tomorrow night at the SCG. Both teams just going at the moment, really, when you take a look at them. Um, Must win for either side, you would have to say. What are your thoughts? Which way are you leaning? I'll lean towards Carlton. I think, you know, uh, they're they're under the pump and, you know, Voss is under the pump. Their whole administration's under the pump, but I think... Realistically, playing at the MCG, I don't think you, you can get Sydney at a better time. Really, mm. I think they've been really poor for the last three to four weeks, and you know that's reflected in in the scoreboard, obviously. But it's unlike Sydney, and I think they're just going. And I think Carlton should win this one. Okay, St Kilda, they're travelling pretty nicely. They face Hawthorne uh, on Saturday morning at Marvel Stadium. Uh, yeah, what's your take on, on the Saints and what you've seen from them this season? They sit fifth on the ladder right now, being led by Ross Lyon. Um, they're looking pretty good. Oh, they are. It's, uh, particularly without their you know, key forwards for most of the year. And, you know, Membry and King, King King's come back in and kicked four <laughs> on his first game back from uh, a shoulder reconstruction. So, look, they're, they're, they're up, their upside is enormous. I think their kids have been super... You know, Caminiti has uh, been a revelation up forward for a young kid. He's gone into the ruck when they've needed to. Uh, I think, uh, uh, what's his name, the, the ruckman, the big ruckman, uh, he's, he's played from, what's his name? So, Ryan Marshall. Uh, but he, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Marshall's been, been absolutely super. And then if you think, you know, uh, the likes of Sinclair and, and all these types that mm. are, you know, that are really nipping around the edges and, you know, Butler, and they've all been super. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're on the up, and they'll only get better. I think they're just giving themselves their pressure and their run has been elite, uh, and that's what's really uh, held them in good stead this year. Melbourne take on Freo. Big game. Uh, it's Nam versus Wallyalup, and uh, it's taking place at the MCG. A couple of big outs for 
the D's. Out goes Clayton Oliver. Uh, Lockie Hunter as well through suspension uh, for Fremantle. Out goes Michael Walters. He is injured. In comes Matt Johnson straight into the lineup. Um, so, so what are your thoughts on this matchup? Can the Dockers win four on the trot? Well, they can. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, they do. They do travel okay at the MCG. Uh, Clayton Oliver is a huge loss. I think Harms comes into the side, and so look, it's it's going to be a pretty even match, I would suggest. But you would think Melbourne would get up just on their home deck. Um, and if you look at you know who Fremantle have beaten, I thought they're you know they're terrific uh, at home against uh, Hawthorne. Uh, they beat Sydney in Sydney, which is huge. But as I, as I suggested before, they're just they're just going. Uh, and their and their win, um, you know, on the weekend it was really good. So I think you know the Dockers have got their mojo back. Uh, Walters is a big out, um, but I'm sure that they they can cover him, and I'm sure that you know Fife will have a lot more minutes and potentially a bit more time in the midfield uh, this week. So it's a really even clash. I, I think Melbourne and Port Adelaide game was unbelievable to watch, yeah. particularly in those conditions. So I think Melbourne just a free or a top eight side. Uh, they should be, based on last year's performance. Uh, you know, haven't started the year well, but seems to me they're getting things back together. I think Luke Jackson was always going to take a bit of time to, to fit into the structure, and, you know, they're still working out that, I, I, I suggest. But, you know, they're starting to play a bit more like Fremantle. And I think instead of just holding it up, uncontested marks and chipping around, they're playing with a bit more dare, which is... Obviously, they've got speed, so you want to play a speed game. So they need to, you know, play to their strength. All right, we've got uh, the Cats taking on GWS at GMHBA. Uh, Geelong, well, the reigning premiers, they've been a little up and down in season 2023. Obviously, they've had a few injuries as of late. No Paddy Dangerfield still. Uh, Mitch Duncan still out. So, um yeah, what are your thoughts on, on the Cats, the reigning premiers? If if they get it up and running, are they still a premiership threat? Yeah, absolutely. Once they get all their best players back, and they've shown that this year already. Started the year slow, obviously had a, a delayed pre-season due to winning a premiership, um, and now they've, they've been hit with the injury stick again, so therefore no, they're getting some results that aren't going their way. But you would think down at the Cattery, I, I think they'll be too strong. The Gold Coast Suns, they face the Western Bulldogs in Darwin uh, this week, TIO Stadium. Um, yeah, who do you like in this one? Gold Coast, uh, they're just a funny side, aren't they? they they're just one of those sides that, um, you know, one week you think, wow, they, they could push for the top eight. The next, they look poor. Other weeks, they just look competitive. I mean, what are your thoughts on this Gold Coast side? And uh, who do you like in the game between the Suns and the Doggies? Oh, the doggies are playing terrific football and, you know, they can play anywhere, anytime. And I think, you know, the conditions, you know, the slippery conditions will suit them more than what they mm-hmm. will the Gold Coast, even though Gold Coast are, are used to those conditions. Gold Coast have got a late midfield, you know, like, you know, Rao and, uh, 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 what's his name? Noah. Sorry, Noah Anderson, yep. No, uh, Noah Anderson, so I'm forgetting all these names. But uh, Noah Anderson's been elite this year. I think they struggle with some real quality key defence. Um, and, and obviously we know that they've got a, an elite forward line in King and uh, et cetera. And I think the young, the, some of the young players are going really well. But I just, I just, you can't tip Gold Coast with any confidence, uh, particularly against the Bulldogs. I think they've sort of got their mojo back and they're, they're certainly playing a lot better football. What are your thoughts on, on the West Coast Eagles? They face 
Essendon on Saturday night here in Perth, 5.40, bounce down. Uh, the Eagles, they do get a couple back, so they will get back Shannon Hearn, Tom Barras, Luke Edwards, and Elliot Yo. Uh, but, geez, they, they almost hit rock bottom against the Hawks last weekend, Rocky, and there there has been a fair bit of talk in regards to Adam Simpson and his job and, and even Trevor Nisbet. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on this West Coast Eagles and how they're situated right now? Uh, well, it's not great, is it? It's, uh, I suppose they're actually in a worse position than Fremantle was from 215 to, to 220. Uh, they've won three games out of 36. So it's, it's dire straits. Uh, but you know, given that they've got some experience coming back, how well you know that they hold up, particularly with their soft tissue uh, history over the last you know, six to 12 months, it's not great. So they're in a, they're in a pretty bad predicament, um, and I'm sure that things will change uh, down the track, how soon or how long that's going to take. I've got no doubt that there will be changes. Um, that's only me, just a guess. No no inside information. But <laughs> they're not travelling well at all as a, as a footy club, as a footy team, because they just can't keep all their senior leaders on the park because of soft tissues. So uh, unfortunately for them, I, I, I can't see them... <laughs> Even, uh, even you know, even having a win a game this year. So, so what do you think they're doing wrong? Uh, what, what do they need to do to, to keep players out on the park? Um, I mean, you know, are they developing their players well enough? Uh, is their strength and conditioning program good enough? What are they doing wrong, and what needs to change? Well, I, I, unless you're an insider, uh, Matt, I, I, I can't tell you. To, you know, I remember being at Fremantle and. The, you know, there was a lot of soft tissue tissue injuries and but also collision injuries. You can't help that. It's a contact sport. You know, there's always questions and fingers pointed at you know the departments. But you know what? Sometimes it's just luck, and uh, you need a lot of you need a lot of luck in the AFL industry because it's so competitive and and so tight. It, it doesn't take much for dominoes to fall. So. I think you need to approach this sort of uh, investigation as a holistic view rather than finger-pointing. But at the end of the day, there's always a finger-pointed somewhere. So someone's got to be held responsible, and normally that starts at the top. Now, whether that be Trevor Nisbet, whether that be Adam Simpson, I don't know. But, you know, there, there will be a review, I would suggest, and... And there'll be changes made. I've got no doubt about that. All right, three games to go through very quickly to finish off, Rocky. Uh, Richmond taking on Port Adelaide at the MCG on Sunday. Do, do Richmond get up for da- a dimmer Hardwick or will Port Adelaide be too good? Uh, I really like the way Port are going at the moment. I think they'll travel well. Their midfield, you know, I watched the game last week and, you know, Butters, Rosie, uh, Horn, he's uh, starting to hit his straps as well. I think it's an exciting young midfield and I think they're going really well. I think that they should come over and they'd have to win this one just to really cement their credibility. Even though they've won seven in a row, you'd like to think that they could come over and, and roll Richmond at the MCG. And I think that's where the, the grand finals played. So I would expect that they'd be pretty pretty keyed up to win this one against Richmond. Collingwood, North Melbourne, pretty straightforward here. The Pies, they've just been flying in 2023. They've uh, been terrific to watch. Uh, you know, great coach, Craig McRae, has obviously, you know, built a really strong connection with his group. Um, they're exciting to watch, clearly, both from an offence point of view and a defence point of view. So I think uh, they should win quite comfortably. And to close out the round, the Adelaide Crows face the Brisbane Lions at the Adelaide Oval. Should be a good game to finish off round, round number 11. They've got some really key uh, inclusions. Uh, Adelaide, I've been watching 
uh, Adelaide really closely this year, Matt, and I've been really impressed. Um, they kicked themselves out of uh, contention on, on a lot of occasions by missing them, missing the goals, and you know I, I really feel like uh, Adelaide are a team that's on the up, whether it be this year, but certainly if they keep this core group together, uh, there's no doubt that they'll uh, make inroads into the top eight, top four, and with this group potentially you know win a premiership. So. I, I really like the chances this weekend of Adelaide, but I'm probably you lean towards you know Brisbane. But at, at being at Adelaide Oval, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Adelaide can get up and win this. Rocky, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for the for taking the time today, uh, and uh, all the very best. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day and the weekend ahead. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much.